Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Moza Mouth Podcast with Harry Benjamin and Tim Sylvie. This is the place where we meet some of the biggest names in and around motorsport, chat about their lives and everything in between. We've partnered with the Brain Tumor Charity, a cause we care deeply about. And this March is Brain Tumor Awareness Month. And we'll be sharing a couple of special podcasts uncovering those within the motorsport community who've been affected by these devastating diagnoses. Plus, the Brain Tumor Charity is also running the Conquer the challenge from march through to may a virtual fundraiser for those fitness inclined and there's a leaderboard so if you're competitive then this is definitely for you all the details are at the brainchumorcharity.org together we can help every single person affected by a brain tumor this season, we're delighted to be teaming up with Grid Rival. If your football mates are constantly going on about their fantasy leagues, well, now you can get your own back and create your own racing fantasies. Thanks to Grid Rival, including F1 and MotoGP, you can select your own teams and drivers, interact with other fans, and join or create your own leagues where you can trade on the go to make sure you have the ultimate lineup for every race if you're as obsessive about motorsport as we are make sure you set up on grid rival today head to their website gridrival.com or download their app from your app store 2021 leagues are now live so download the app set up your own league or you can join ours come on have a go with us just search for motormouth official select your team and drivers and we'll see who comes out on top Hello, Tim Sylvie here. Now, today we're joined by a woman hotly tipped to be the next W Series champion. She hails from Finland and specifically Helsinki, which is home to 620,982 people, 315 islands and one sea fortress, and is often referred to as the White City of the North. Not because of snow or some similar reason, it refers to the white buildings which are built from a near white local granite. Harry Benjamin, what you make of that? Yeah, I mean, I've never been to uh, Finland, so it's definitely on the uh, on the bucket list. I think the, I've been the the most Nordic place I've been. I think is Iceland, mm. um, and that was cool. So I imagine Finland is exactly the same. <laughs> so. I, 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 
Iceland is, uh, I believe, Iceland is very green and Greenland is very icy. I might have that wrong. I probably well, I, I went to Iceland in the winter and it was very, very snowy um, yeah. because I actually went on a geography trip, a school geography trip. Nice. They, they labelled that because it was all about learning about like the glaciers and um, yeah, they've got uh, volcanic volcanoes and, you know, that was all quite interesting. But, I've, um, uh, yeah. I've been to Finland. I, I went to uh, Helsinki for the British... No, the World Athletics Championship in 2000 and something, probably over 10 years ago, and um, had a lovely time and just basically got drunk for a week because that's what you do when you when you live in, in Finland. Um, but anyway, it enough. is a thing I've seen that it, it, they, they can they can handle their alcohol well. But there's also a lot of sports people from uh, from Finland. There are lots of racing drivers, which we'll talk about for sure. Um, shall I introduce today's guest? Go on then. So Emma Kimmelainen is a Finnish racing driver, a very fast one. She's a wife, a mother, and has worked her way up through the sport since the age of three when she first stepped into a cart before making her move into touring cars and eventually W Series, where she took part in the inaugural season in 2019, picking up fifth in the championship despite missing several races. She heads into 2021 as one of the hot favourites to displace reigning champ Jamie Chadwick. It's our pleasure to have her here on the show. Emma, welcome to the Motor Mouth Podcast. You're very welcome. Um, now, when we first started talking, um, you sent me a photograph via the wonders of LinkedIn of you on what I think is referred to as a skidoo, um, doing a, a training camp or something in the in the snow. What what was all that about? Is it are these the sort of things that you get up to in your spare time? Yeah, definitely. I'm actually going uh, in a week time once again to Lapland to just drive uh, snowmobiles. Uh, it's great training. It's it's more like it's almost like motocross, but yeah. on snow. So it's very physical, very fast, very cool. Uh, and uh, I love to do it. So for a week, I will be there just you know, like like crazy driving. <laughs> this is Kimi Raikkonen gets involved with, doesn't he? Doesn't he, Isn't he into all this sort of stuff as well? Yeah, definitely. Is I think all of, teams are. Yeah. Is it kind of, yeah, is it also like, in, obviously it's not a thing we it's, that is introduced in the UK because we just don't have the climate for it. But is it something like you sort of, you're introduced to from quite a young age that kind of side of of this of the sports world, and you just sort of see it as a you know hobby or go into it as a career. And no, yeah, for sure. I I think we had our first snowmobile when I was like five or six uh-huh. or so. So I've been snowmobiling with my dad uh, for a really long time, and then um, yeah, obviously the adult age. So uh, I've done that by myself. So it's really really cool. But actually, it's it's nice because. There are several people always there to to drive with, so you don't go by yourself out into the uh, you know the Arctic to do it. Because if something happens, it will be really bad. You will be freeze to death. Oh God! <laughs> Constantly battling the elements. Well, um, take us back though to to the very start, and uh, you know you began karting from from quite a young age. Obviously, as we said, three years old, I think, and then competing by the age of five. Where did that first come from? Where did you think, right, okay, I like the skidoos, but I want to be, I want to be a motorsport race driver? <laughs> yeah, well, obviously there is always someone who introduces you to the sport. And, yeah. and, and for me, it was my, my dad, who's always been uh, kind of like motorsport enthusiastic. Uh, never actually drove himself like anything uh, bigger or something like that. But, uh, but he bought a go-kart just for fun for himself. And then... Uh, also a little go-kart for, for my brother who is uh, two years older than me and then for me as well to share. 
And actually, we shared that same car with with our cousins, too. So uh, it was just, you know, a family hobby. I was already one when I sat into the car. I was like, yes, now when, when should I drive? And uh, and then when I was three years old, finally, my feet uh, was was touching the pedals so that I could actually uh, yeah drive. And uh, and then yeah, then when I was five, I got a little bit bigger go kart that I could participate in the races. So wow. And were were you were you the odd one out because you were a woman? Were there other people? Were there other females there racing, or did you? Was that even a thing that crossed your mind at the time? Yeah, it didn't even cross my mind to be honest. Because uh, in our family, we've always uh, had the chance to be whatever we want and to become whatever we want. So and. And there was my brother was driving. Obviously, I was driving too, and I was kind of like a, uh, like a, like a, quite boyish, if you can say so. So I, I liked uh, everything, you know, climbing the woods or the trees and uh, all that kind of stuff. So I was quite active, <laughs> and uh, and yeah. So for me, it was just normal thing to do. But there were other girls as well. But uh, obviously, there is situations where. Uh, I've noticed that it's it's probably weird that I'm there driving, and I was probably five years, six years old or so when I was driving, just you know, test drives uh, for fun. And then there was one guy that I I overtook at the track, and then uh, we went back. Uh, he went to the into the pits and waited for for to see that who is faster than him. And then I came there, and I had the big, big like a uh, black helmet on my on my head, and uh, my mom came to you know take it off, and then I took the baklava off and was like, you know, doing things with my hair, and then the guy was like, oh, oh my god, he was a girl, and he was, yeah, he started to cry, uh, he was devastated, uh. <laughs> so. <laughs> That was probably the first moment that I was like, okay, is it weird? Because already at the age of, I think, six or seven, I was faster than my, my two years older brother. So, Wow. So, so you've, uh, you've obviously got a natural affinity with, with speed. And, and that's, a, that's a young age to start by, by anyone's standards. You know, three years old up into five, six, and, and racing is incredible. Um, what, what's the, the racing scene like in Finland? There seems to be a, an amazingly strong heritage of, of Finnish racing drivers, not just in Formula One with the likes of Bottas and Raikkonen and Hakkinen, um, but WRC, which is also seemed to produce this conveyor belt of amazing Finnish drivers from Lappi, Latvala and many more. We had Kiki Rosberg, obviously a Formula One world champion. I don't know if we can class Nico as Finnish anymore. He's sort of, you know, Monaco, I think maybe even born, I'm not sure. What F1 but, driver is in Monaco? Well, yeah, but. true. But for a country like that... German. Yeah, yeah German yeah. in inverted commas. But for a country that's got a population of only about 6 million people, that equates, and I'm doing this straight from the top of my head... That's one Formula One world champion per 1.834 million people. And that comes down to one in 393,021 people per World Rally Championship winner from Finland. I just just magic that up. What what is <laughs> what is the secret? What's in the water there? Why are they so successful? Um yeah. You have this saying that if you want to win, hire Finn. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yes. it's pretty good. Um, I don't know. It's probably, you know, these, uh, the climate too. Uh, we drive a lot uh, on a slippery surface. So uh, there is also, you know, you, you get to do many things. 
Uh, there is the snow, it's slippery, it's cool to drive on that one too. And you get the kind of like, kind of like the bump feeling. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. Then there is many who starts. There is a lot of, you know, people who has it as a hobby and, and the karting in Finland is, is really a professional level and really uh, there is plenty of talented drivers. So um, I think it's probably that. <laughs> When you were going up through the ranks, did you have a uh, an eye on any particular route? Was was the rally car route sort of quite appealing to you because it's so popular? Were you thinking single seater racing is sort of what I want to achieve? You know, what was what was your ambition? Uh, the Formula One. So yeah. I I was always dreaming to be an F one driver, um, and there was not one day that I I that I thought that I couldn't do it. So it was very clear in my head that uh, no matter if there hadn't been any uh, women out there or, or something like that. So I still thought that I will be the one who, who will be there. I will get there and no matter how, how much I need to work uh, or, or, or do things right, but, but I will definitely try to go there. And, um, and yeah, it was the single seaters has been, it's, it's a challenging route because it requires a lot of, uh finance <laughs> and a lot of sponsors a lot of support in that way uh even to start on that route because you need to go you know from formula three to, to then formula two and then by even that time that you have a sort of like uh any kind of chance to 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 even be close to f1 you've already spent like 10 million yeah. <laughs> euros or something like that to even you know try yeah. to be there so I've always struggled a little bit with the budget. So I haven't had that kind of uh, support that that I needed to take that golden route to the to to the F1. Uh, but then I've you know I thought myself uh, at very young age that I want to be professional no matter what I do because I my motivation for the racing comes from how I feel in the car. It's, it's cra- I love that that bum feeling and where the limit is and where. Um, where I can analyze all of the things that's happening, uh, think of the the laws of physics, uh, the setup, and what do you need to change, and all that. So it's it's like a, it's still like running. I, I would say like a thirty five minute race is like running seventy uh, seven kilometers, like really really fast, uh, full speed, and then playing chess at the same time. So you're yep. like constantly thinking, and <laughs> I find that very fascinating. So that's like my mm my passion and my motivation and no matter what I do, like what kind of car I drive, I always get that feeling. So um, that makes me really happy and motivated. So for me, it was like, okay, wherever I can find the profession, I will go and, and, and do that. I, I, I love that analogy. That's that's a really cool way <laughs> of putting it. And, and let's talk W Series. Now, I, I've wanted to get you on the podcast for ages because um, I, I was very. Uh, I watched all of the the 2019 W series, um, oh. and um, I had. I used to look after Jamie Chadwick in in her um, earlier years from uh, the transition from GTs into single seaters, and um, I, w- I was managing her for maybe three three or four years. So I had a sort of vested interest, okay. and I was curious to see how how Jamie would get on, and we all know what happened. But you you missed quite a few rounds of that 2019 um, championship. And and you stood out for me as the quickest consistently. And let's be honest, had you done all the rounds, 
there's a very, very good, good chance that you would have beaten Jamie to that title, um, which makes this year all the more interesting. First of all, how did the W Series opportunity come about? Why did you miss those rounds? And is there sort of an underlying frustration there that you didn't have the opportunity to fight for the title? I had to do a double take when I looked at the standings and I was like, she she finished fifth, but she missed like all of the majority of the rounds. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, the opportunity, if we start from there, uh, it came like a headhunter style. So they called me uh, to to see if I'm interested to to be joining such uh, new series. And for, for me in the first, I was like, well, I want to separate because uh, I can be you know, I want to be and I can be the best driver. So why would I want to be the best female driver? But then when they explained, like, what is it all about? It's, it's an opportunity uh, to just, you know, to uh, to develop, develop yourself and to show your, showcase your talent and to, you know, get all that support and be just an athlete. Uh, enjoy, uh, you know, in a way without any politics or, or any finance or issues or anything like that. So I was like, oh. Yeah, definitely. And then um, there is obviously a selection process. Uh, so we all needed to, even though if we were headhunted or something like that, so we needed to um, to send an application. And then we were picked up uh, to a uh, um, selection process uh, date. And then, um, and then yeah, it, it went really well. We had it in the beginning of 2019 uh, in Austria. Uh, and um, yeah, it was... I was really quick there and they obviously tested many things like physics, uh, uh, your mental strength, uh, your team, uh, like a team effort and um, and social skills and, and obviously the driving skills. And then we went, like 28, went to a another selection process where we were driving the Formula 3 cars in Almeria. And then uh, 10 from there got, you know, directly... Uh, or were selected directly, and I was there. Uh, and um, and then, yeah, there was few few others then selected after that. So it was a really, really professional-made selection process. I had never been involved in anything like that. I was blown away how, how well it was all organized and how they really wanted to find the talents. And, um, and yeah, and then the first season, <laughs> it didn't start off as I wanted to because in the first race... Um, there was a technical issue or some kind of a problem in the in the beginning of the start. I started fourth in Hockenheim, but then uh, my my car stalled in the beginning. Uh, I luckily got it like running again, but I missed. Obviously, I was the last one. And then, um, but in the end of like what four four corners or something like that, I had already like overtaken seven seven drivers or something like that. And I had a really, really good feeling on that car. Couldn't see anything coming. Uh, I, I looked at the mirrors, all that, turned into the hairpin uh, at Hockenheim, and then suddenly just a huge, massive hit. Uh, my uh, colleague, you know, I don't know what happened. She missed the braking. Something happened so that she couldn't brake at all. And she hit me with the speed of, it was still like, 110 when when the actual impact was there so and i was completely already like turned into the corner so she hit me like uh from the side so uh i got a quite quite massive like a neck uh head injury there and uh, 
due to that reason, I needed to, uh, yeah, stay out for the two next rounds. So, uh, but we got it fixed and it was all good after that. So then when I came back, it, yeah, it was pretty good season after that. So three, you know, fastest lap in all, all, all of those races and most points and podiums and stuff. So it was like, that was my full potential. But yeah, it was, I wasn't got that too much because, yeah, you know, if I can say like shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's always, you know, it's obviously that has happened already. Uh, I can't do anything about it. I just need to focus uh, on next races, do the best that I can. And then um, uh, I, I was really happy to even, you know, finish uh, fifth in the championship. It was, it was good. Did you get some comments or start to get noticed a bit more because, you know, you still finished fifth and you scored some brilliant results, even though you missed those rounds? Did you start to think, well, I've, there's a bit of you know a buzz around me now, a bit of momentum towards the end of that year? And, and did that did that make you think back and go, actually, this was the perfect decision to do W Series, actually? Yeah, well, I, I thought in the beginning already that there it was a really, really good decision to do W Series because they just run everything so professionally. They it's it's amazing. It's like you know, Formula One uh, level organization. Mm. They do everything like pitch perfect, and so it's a huge honor for me to even be you know in that platform and and to work with such professionals. Uh, so for me in the beginning already, like from since the selection process, I knew that, okay, this is a really good thing. And uh, I had had the chance to be just an athlete. It, it's amazing. <laughs> All that prize money that we get, uh, you know, the support that we get, everything like that. So you, you can just, you know, concentrate on training and, and, and you don't have to worry about the politics or, mm. or the finance or anything like that. So yeah. it's actually been really relieving in that kind of way. Like I've enjoyed every second of it. So <laughs> when we, I, we, when I go to the races, I'm like, this yeah. is cool. <laughs> well, that was what we had Catherine Bonmieux on, on the show yeah. a while ago. And, and this was right, I suppose, uh, towards the start of the journey, I th- one of the, one of the questions I asked her was: it, "Is the goal of W Series to actually not exist anymore?" Because you know you mentioned the uh, the prize money allocation as well, and unlike a lot of other junior categories, it's not just the winner that gets a big payout; it's everybody in turn, you know, incrementally going down, which is brilliant because no matter where you finish, you are given that little boost to go on. And uh, we've seen, you know, the likes of obviously Jamie Chadwick's now doing bits of uh, F1 and doing other stuff and other drivers have gone on to do GT or Le Mans. So it's got that, it's almost designed, would you say, to, to not exist anymore? Is that, is that, do you think that's the idea? <laughs> no, but I, I think <laughs> that they have this, you know, really, really good will general idea of, of giving us the opportunity, giving yeah. more female an opportunity to showcase their talent, to develop themselves as drivers and just to lift them up to, to go forward and to race, you know, against male and, and just, you know, be the best drivers. That's, yeah. that's yeah. what really took a while for me to understand that. Can it really be, isn't it too good to be true? Yeah. But it's, it's actually not. I, I, I really love it. And I, I love the whole, you know, it's really, really good buzz around. W series, even in Finland, you know, people are really stoked. They are really, really, the media is, is really stoked about it. So, especially, um, especially for this season, because it's yeah. going up against, well, not going up against, but supporting that Formula One at, at some of the, uh, some of the tracks this year, that must be uh, immensely cool to, to, to drive those same racetracks and be under the banner of Formula One. 
yeah, I think it's it's really cool. It's uh, once again a great opportunity for me to showcase my talent. Yeah. At that platform, you know, to to be there, like, hello, this is me. This is what I can. You know, like, look at me. <laughs> and then maybe you know. Are you gonna get? You're gonna get Valtteri Bottas outside. Is he gonna be there with a banner at the side of the track? <laughs> Hopefully, but he's <laughs> he's actually really uh, really pleased about W Series. He, he said to me when when we saw that it's really cool and it's really cool that I'm involved and uh, he thinks it's a really good good thing. And um, and many of the drivers I know that they are really um, you know looking at it like with a good interest that maybe some of us or, or someone who goes through W series will eventually uh, compete in F1. And I really hope that if it's not me, if it's not the 31 year old mother who is doing that, <laughs> it will be a great story. But if it's not, I hope it's someone else. Exactly. What a great story. And and look, you know, 31, you, you've got the experience, you've got the wisdom, yeah. you've got, you've got, you know, this wise head, you've been there, you've done it. You're tailor made for Formula One. Come, come on, Toto, for goodness sake. Um, no, it's it, exactly. Yeah. Fona. A quick interruption to the show to remind you to check out our sponsors, Grid Rival. Grid Rival is an absolute must for any racing fan. I've been looking to join fantasy motorsport leagues for absolutely ages and Grid Rival does that and so much more with an experience like no other. Real-time fantasy games, the best content and a community of fans. Grid Rival is a must for 2021. Get ready for the motorsport season with Grid Rival today. Fantasy leagues are now live, so make sure you head to their website. It's gridrival.com or download their app from your app store so you can set up your own league or join ours just search motormouth official and you can join our league and go up against us if you think you're tough enough but it, it is a fantastic championship and we've talked about it loads on this podcast because we've had a lot of female guests um you know from presenters through to racing drivers obviously abby who's who's involved this year as well and um it, it's funny how this perception of it has changed when it when it came out like you said you know you're like oh god you know not another thing that's separating us even more but actually the genius that is Catherine and yeah. Matt at the time and, you know, DC and all these people that were involved had that vision. And we're like, no, it's it's about participation, putting more bums on seats and, yeah. and increase. And when I, when I was at um, uh, Brands uh, in God, 2019, it's unbelievable. It was so long ago. Um, but watching the race there and seeing all these young girls looking up to the likes of Jamie and yourself and others. And, you know, you, you, those are the stars of the future. These little five-year-old kids who are, who are just jumping into a car for the first time because of female racing drivers and W Series. It's fantastic. Um, let, yeah. Let's talk about this year. Um, as Harry says, you're competing on some um, incredible tracks alongside Formula One. Um, presumably, you're going to do all the races this year. W- what are your aspirations? Surely you've got to be hoping that you're going to go ahead and just win the championship at a canter. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> aiming for anything else. <laughs> I'm aiming for last. I just want to take part. You just part. said it for me. Yeah. No, but for real, I, I know that I, I have what it takes and um, and definitely going after for the for the championship win. Everything needs to go uh, not as planned because nothing ever goes as planned. But, uh, but you know, I need to have, you need to be consistent. Um, uh, you know, the everything needs to work. And uh, it's it's going to be that's that's always you know uh, when there is a short championship it's always uh, you don't have any room for errors yeah. mm. so uh, I'm gonna make sure from my side that there is no errors but you never know and then if there is you know 
what can you do about it? Yep. You just move on and, and, and try to be even better. There's that wise the, head, you see. Is this, yeah. that's, that's what they need in F1. That's what they need. <laughs> it's what they need. Forget these <laughs> bloody Verstappen people and, you know, <laughs> just get Gimelina in there. Um, who are your um, Who are your big threats to the championship this year? Obviously, Jamie's got to be up there. Is, is there anyone else that is uh, particularly worrying you at this stage? No, no one's worrying me. I, I really... We are uh, really supportive at, at each other. Actually, it's it's quite. It has been very not weird, but in a good way, uh, different. Uh, that we, even though we are rivals, then we are still like friends with each other, and because yeah. everything is open, like the data, video footage, sets up, everything is open. Like you don't have anything to hide. So that makes it really open uh, atmosphere there as well, and everyone is cheering. For each other so uh i don't see like rivals at all I, I we just see each other as as really talented uh drivers who you know if someone is doing good you know everyone is really happy for them um so for me obviously yeah jamie's is going to be fast uh um alice is going to be really fast uh I, I haven't raced against Abby, but I have high hopes for Abby. <laughs> and, uh, and then, obviously, yeah, there there is uh, lots of uh, drivers who had it already in 2019, like really, really good potential. So uh, I, I kind of like uh, wait for them to step up even further. Obviously, Bytesca is really good, and then there is uh, Marta, uh, Miki, uh, Koyama. I think if she can get everything right she can really really be be a good rival so there is very good drivers and then there is obviously the new ones that i haven't raced against so i can't can't really tell where they at but i i you know i know that everyone who is there and who's being selected are are really talented and, and can be you know uh good rivals one thing's for sure it's it's a competitive grid no matter yeah. what because of, of that selection process initially what is the end game what do you want to get out of w series what what would be the next step for you is it i know you know we joke about it but any kind of role in f1 i don't I, you know that could be a serious possibility or would you are you looking at gts le mans stuff like that what what what's got your eye on yeah well my ultimate dream would be obviously the f1 yeah uh, and uh if now when i'm at the platform i can really showcase my talent there i hope that uh, I would get an opportunity to just, you know, prove what I what I can, what I'm capable of, you know, test anything like that to mm. to showcase my talent. No matter if it's if it's riding F1 or if it's like Formula E, uh, that will be really interesting too because I'm actually really good if it's a slippery surface, like yeah. if it's raining or or there's slippery surface or something like that. I'm usually <laughs> as a fin, uh, I I have a kind of like an advantage. Um, so that would suit me well as well. But then, you know, in the long term, it will be really cool to win Le Mans as well. Yeah. As that is something yeah. that has got some, you know, legendary spark in it. So uh, for me, I'm just really open for any kind of opportunities because, um, as I said earlier, it, it has always been, you know, just my, my biggest aim to be a professional. So just, you know, like a, a professional seat. Uh, for a factory or or something like that, I, I would 
be a dream come true as well. Well, actually, you you mentioned Formula E there, of course, has just just got me thinking of Extreme E, which is having its inaugural yeah. season this year. It's got that rallying implement as yeah, well. But also that would be it's, cool too. It's 50-50 male and female driver yeah. in each team. So what an opportunity that could be, you know, maybe not for this season, but for next season. So it's yeah. great that there are lots of there are lots of potential avenues after W Series, aren't there? Yeah, there are lots of, and and for me, it's really good because I'm from yeah Finland, a small country here. And then, as I said, uh, I haven't taken that you know golden route against you know towards F1, mm. uh, where I've done like all of the formulas there, formula from Formula Four to Formula Two and and stuff. So, uh, W Series is really a good platform for me to showcase my talent, and I hope that I can get those opportunities after just to you know. To even test, yeah. and then yeah. you know, like here I am. This is what I can do, and then we will see uh, what it leads to. And in terms of Formula One, um, yeah, W Series is doing great things to help female participation um, in motorsport, particularly from a, a racing perspective and, and getting girls into race seats. But Formula One as a whole and motorsport more generally still has a diversity issue when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, female participation. And I'm not just talking in uh, race seats, but in, you know, engineering or, you know, uh, technical um, areas of the sport, you know, marketing perhaps a little stronger. And I think Harry might have some statistics around it. But w- what can we do about this? Do, do you, as a female, do you think about this side of things much? And, and do you have any thoughts on how we might address it? Well, nice that you asked Do I think about these. Not really. Because, <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't actually thought about it too much, or 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 the the how females are, are you know, in a in a man's dominated world, or anything like that. Mm. I'm not that that kind of a deeper thinker uh, in in a way. Or there is not too much activism in me, mm-hmm. I could say so. But uh, but yeah, obviously, W Series have lifted up these topics, and I've, I you know, got me thinking about those two. And I think that it's really good that we can, you know, showcase more female uh, participation uh, in the top level of motorsport. And that might be, you know, uh, for someone who is watching, a little girl who is watching, maybe, you know, seeing that, okay, wow, I want to be there. So there is a saying, that you can't be what you can't see. So if they can see us, maybe, you know, they could participate even more. And then if there would be more females, uh, you know, in, in racing overall, uh, no matter if it's a mechanic or an engineer or, you know, doing different kind of supportive um, tasks. So there is also a possibility that uh, that maybe someone would get interested in, in, you know, trying to see that as a, as a career opportunity. So it's really important. We can't say it's not important, but obviously it can't be 50-50 because I, I, I believe at this stage there is not as much female starting uh, to work uh, or study yeah. uh, to be racing professionals mm. or, you know, at, at the team level than male. So uh, I guess that it's still uh, about the, the uh, talent and about uh, maybe... It, it is, you know, we've got to look for the, the 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 most talented at the end of the day, isn't it? But it, what's really interesting is what what you've said actually is, you know, you can't see if, if you can't see it, it's almost like you can't be it because I think 
so ESPN basically just revealed the whole survey. And one, I won't reel off all the stats that I saw, but one thing was really interesting that Ruth Buscombe, who is the senior strategist at the Alfa Romeo team, there's out of the 51 um, race team that they have, team members, there's only five of them are women. But she was saying that before she got into Formula One, and she's been in F1 for the last you know six or seven years, the issue was that there, there was no hero, there was no idol, there was no one oh, yeah. there where she could be like, I want to be like that. So therefore, she said, I didn't think it was possible. And if it wasn't for somebody else who said, you know, come along and get and got me in the door, it wouldn't have happened. And I think Tim said this as well last uh, earlier on or last year in person to me, when uh, at these W Series events, you have these these young girls watching and it's, it's very common. I, I chat to a lot of other, you know, pr- uh, female presenters and often around the time of you know 12 13 14 they've been in quite into cars and motorsport up until then and then something happens and they stop because it you know it yeah. becomes more of a boys sting and yeah. and therefore that they, and they can't see any other sort of young girls who are making their way up the ranks so i think that's exactly you say w series is actually as well as providing you you guys currently who are you know pursuing your racing career it's it's supplying that next generation that that 10 year old girl who was on the who was on the brink of stopping can now see actually no i can keep going because look there's there's opportunities happening and it's changing but it's also exactly that's what i realized right now but in the beginning i haven't realized that because i've not been like that for for me it's always been like Oh, if I want to be somewhere, you know, I can achieve it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no matter of my gender or no matter, you know, if it's odd or something like that. But I've had just like a massive support from my family as well. And we've, you know, raised to be, you know, superheroes or whatever. Uh, so. Uh, and you're not part of the woke snowflake generation. <laughs> You know, yeah. at, 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 risk, at risk of alienating my co-host and half of our listeners, you know, that, but there, there is that as well. But it's also, you know, society is, you know, without getting too deep about it, the moment you have a child, if it's a girl, you stick a, a Barbie in its hand. If it's a boy, you stick a race car in its hand, you know, and it's just it's pre-programmed into people at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's a whole big, you know, deep um, discussion around it, which is fascinating, um, but um, we won't go too deep into that and start. Um, you know, we'll, we'll just start. Lose, listeners will be. I think, I think the, off the a bottom cliff. line is though, it is it's it's getting it's much better than it ever was, and it is only improving. I think is that fair to say? Yeah, it's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, away from F one and being a racing driver, because you're obviously quite good at that. Is there anything you're terrible at? <laughs> Um, yeah, my memory is sometimes really terrible with schedules. Uh, that can be. <laughs> and then actually I'm terrible at, at you know, drawing oh, yeah. like 2D oh. pictures. Like someone says like, a, you know, just do a basic cat or draw a basic cat or something like that. It, 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 it turns out like a five-year-old has done it. Okay. But then <laughs> but then if the cat is there, like if it's really there and I look at it, it, it comes up right as the cat is there uh, or or uh, you know someone says like draw this room and i'm like oh okay for sure you know the 3d kind of it that works i can do 3d things and and, and stuff but you know basic drawing i'm really really bad at it yeah <laughs> <laughs> are you uh have you got any talents have you got anything outside of racing that you're exceptionally good at um I mean, you could yeah, write a I think I think I think like molding, three D stuff, or oh, or yeah, ooh, painting, wow. painting. Yeah, because I, I actually made some cakes uh, a couple of years ago. Now I'm too lazy to do that, but I did like any kind of 
fantasy cakes, even from my order, you know, to, to, to children, uh, you know, molded like anything and everything from sucre paste. So like Converse shoes that looked exactly like con- Converse shoes or, or handbags or, you know, whatever, defa heater even. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, I like to kind of like mold things or, and I didn't know that I can do it. But then I started and I'm like, okay, well, this is good. That's, a, that's an excellent <laughs> talent. I feel like it's crying out for molding a, a 3D car. You know, have you not have, yeah. you, have you not sculpted a car yet? No, no, I don't actually, but I, I could do it. There you go. Nowhere. Yeah, a Ferrari or something. Yeah, get yourself, get yourself if you find yourself a bit of time on your hands this year, then uh, <laughs> that's your next project. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a, a motorsport best friend? I don't. I, I, I really don't. I... I yeah, well, all of the, you know, the W Series racing drivers are all really cool. Uh, so I, I find myself closest with probably, you know, Abby or Alice or, or someone mm. like that, you know, they, uh, but but not really, I don't. We're uh, we're big fans of Abby, so um, that works. <laughs> um, yeah, Abby is cool. Yeah. Uh, do you get starstruck? Like, you're going to be on the, you're going to be um, touring with Formula One. When you inevitably bump into the lights of Lewis in the in the paddock. Do you get starstruck or do you just take no, it all in stride? Never. I'm a, I'm a Finn. Like we we finish people, we just, you know, any kind of celebrity, no matter if it's like a Cristiano Ronaldo or anything like that, you know, they could walk right out the streets. No one would go and talk. Yeah. Like no one. They could yeah. be completely like <laughs> in their piece. <laughs> so so I'm like I would probably like be like, oh yeah, cool, and maybe say you know like fist pump, fist pump or yeah. something like that. Yeah, like eh, yeah. nice, yeah. nice work or fist something. Pump. But no, Punch I, in the I face. don't get starstruck. Pass him a drink. Um, yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it, I, I I like the whole Finnish attitude to all this sort of stuff. It, it definitely is. It's right up uh, right up my alley. I, I, what I am curious to know is in in Finland. Um, what is the current view on Formula One? Is it, over here, as you are probably aware. Um, the press love to bash Formula One. We we love to slag it off and say what a, oh, what a terrible. Why? I don't know what a, what a terrible state it's in. It's boring. You know, it's all Mercedes. You know, it's always Lewis winning. We know what's going to happen. The British press are awful. What what's the take in Finland? Is is it a similar kind of outlook, or is everyone pretty no. happy? No, everyone is still happy. No. You know, we 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 like it. <laughs> everyone is thinking that it's uh, obviously uh, the. I think it's like the domination of of mercedes and 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 probably you know lewis i think we see it as you know just that that's exceptional that's that's cool that's really you know uh there is a talent or something like that we kind of like or even i i think it's amazing that someone can you know win seven titles and and be you know (laughs) be be like that but um yeah, I don't know. There is no negativity around it, oh. uh, but there is a big buzz around W Series yeah. in a way that they finished press. They they really love now the diversity talk and and you know to bring up more you know female athletes uh, for the for the media and stuff. So mm. uh, that's that has obviously changed now. The the, um, the other Finn on the grid that always likes to bring a buzz, Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> yeah, is, is he past his prime? No, Kimi is Kimi is so cool. Uh, he he is uh, he he's such a nice guy, really, and really funny too. Nice, like funny. really good sense of humor, like yeah. really good sense of humor. So um, no, Not I Kimi. think he's he's really talented. Like 
he is one of those guys. If you go and and race or drive, whatever you know, if it's good. a mo- if it's a motocross, if it's you know ice karting, whatever, he's always like mm. really really good. So he has that something, that bump feeling, something. Uh, and and I love his character. Ah, uh, he's brilliant. So, yeah, I love that one. Yeah, he's the, brilliant. The one I always go back to is I can't remember who was interviewing him at the time. It was one of the Sky Sports lot, and they were like, "Oh, Kimmy, you just missed Pele," and he was like, "On live TV, I'm sorry, I was taking a shit." <laughs> Exactly, but you know. We need more of that in Formula One. Forget these twitches. Um, now, listen, um, Emma, we have uh, three final questions which we ask all oh. of our guests. Um, and yeah. they're all exactly the same. Um, I'll kick things off this week. Um, what's got you excited at this very moment? At this very moment? Uh, the the season that is closing up, uh, I'm really excited about it. And then snowmobiling. I'm going soon, like, you know, like really racing. Uh, it's, it's so cool. Like the adrenaline and everything that I get from it is like, I, I could live in Lapland and just do it every day. <laughs> I want to do that. It sounds so much fun. Um, how much of your success is down to right place, right time? And how much is down to sort of sheer hard work? I'd love to say that it's hard work but in in motorsport as, as you may know it's, it's not like that so you don't always have the opportunity to succeed even though you, you know you would have the talent so it's it's a lot from being at the right place at the right time with right people so it's almost all about it obviously you need to have the talent and you need to uh, you know be good when you need to be but uh but it's all about who is opening the doors for you and where do you get your foot, uh, you know. So. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Final question for you. What, Emma Kimmelainen, are you scared of? Scared of? Nothing, really. Finns uh, aren't scared of anything. They're not. No, I'm not. I, I'm not actually scared of anything, to be honest. Uh, I, there is lots of things that I don't like. <laughs> but but I'm not scared of them. Like I don't like I don't like uh, a, a sea like a really really dark sea that I would be there you know like all by myself and you know what's under the sea and yep. and all mm. that I not my favorite things but I'm not scared of it anyway or oh. not scared of any heights or speed or or feelings what? or anything. creepy crawl People. creepy crawlies spiders all that kind of stuff no not phased no. No, hard Sorry. But this, Sorry. this stands here in really good stead for motorsport because you're just like I, I, it does. I, I don't care you know I'll, just, yeah. I'll go around this corner at 300 miles an hour fuck it yeah, here we go I love the I love the uh, I, I love this attitude it's great um, now listen Emma um, we wish you all the best for W Series this year we are completely rooting for you as I said we've been long time fans we really hope you win it please go and win it um, it's the title or nothing yeah. so as far as I'm concerned yeah. <laughs> go ahead and win it showcase to those F1 idiots and get yourself in a in a reserve driver role for 2022 job done there we are yeah, um, thank you so much. Good luck this season. All the best. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much. Before you go, one final reminder to check out the team at Garuda Rival, the place to be for the 2021 motorsport season. If you think you really know your F1 and MotoGP, fancy yourself at making a bit of extra cash, setting up your own or joining a fantasy league, and making sure you have the best driver lineups for each race, all whilst getting access to the best motorsport content and chatting to like-minded fans, then 
grid rival is the place for you. Leagues go live at the end of February, so make sure you're at the front of the queue by getting notified as soon as they're ready by heading over to their website, gridrival.com, or download their app from your selected app store and get prepped for a brand new season of motorsport with Grid Rival. Now, if you're a really lovely person and fancy supporting the podcast further, just head over to Patreon or the link is in the podcast description. We've got some great goodies and bonus content to give you if you sign up. Just search Motormouth Official on Patreon and there are three levels of membership to choose from. Thank you so much for listening to the Motormouth Podcast. Do make sure you give us a follow on our socials, Twitter at Motormouth underscore, Instagram at Motormouth underscore official and Facebook, just search Motormouth. You can also download the Motormouth app where you can get exclusive video content from MMTV, create your own social profile to interact with other fans and check up on all the latest happenings with whatever motorsport takes your fancy. We're also proud to be supporting the Brain Tumor Charity too, so make sure you check the links in the podcast description to find out how you can help cure brain tumors quicker. Don't forget to like, subscribe and review. And until next time, you've been listening to the Motormouth Podcast.